Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a, God, I hope she's interesting guest today. I know, Cindy's laughing. You can't see Cindy off camera or off. She's muted herself, but I'm my own guest today. So that's why I'm hoping that this podcast is of value and of interest to people, but there's no guarantee. Okay, and there are also no refunds, but since you're not paying for it, I think we're even. Now, here's what I'm talking about. I'm 72, and the state of California had passed a law that they put into effect, but didn't make it mandatory until COVID was finished, that people after, I think it's 70 or 71 or 72, had to to renew their driver's license would have to go into the DMV and take the written test. Now, I didn't know this, but my driver's license was going to be expired on my last birthday, May 28th. Um, so I started early, okay, because I didn't want to wait till the last minute. So before I went to Europe in March, I went to take my driver's, the little test. Now, I want to say one thing. I don't remember the last time I took a written test, okay? Was it 40 years ago when I was in the CCA? Probably. But I have never tested well, ever, ever, ever. But because if there was an oral part of the test, or like in school where I would do the practicals, I would ace them. Okay. You asked me to make, you asked me to make a, a anything. I can do it practically, but no, I couldn't always remember the procedures or how I was supposed to be making it. So I studied, I need people to know. I studied, I got a copy of the um the crappy little booklet that the DMV put out. And when I say crappy, if you know anything about graphics, copy editing, anything. They've done it as cheap. The states obviously produce this because they probably give millions of them away as cheaply, and it's on this really terrible print. So it's even hard to read, okay, I can say. So, but I went ahead and printed the whole damn thing out bigger for the for my eyesight, and I um, highlighted and I read it, and I went in, to take my test and and was in there and they took me in now you haven't been in the d of course again i don't think i'd been in the dmv for a good mm, 50 years i don't remember being in the dmv from for a long time so i went in and they take your 41 bucks and they gave me the eye test and of course my vision is so much better because i had cataracts removed and they took my picture and I put on mascara. And I mean, I was working this thing. And then they said, okay, you go over to the kiosk and you press in. It's like an iPad on a, you know, on a computer screen and take the test. And so any, any kiosk, they said, so you go and you press it. And okay, it was okay. It was, a, I was a little thrown off by that because I, I wasn't prepared for it, but I know I, my computer skills certainly aren't great, but I, I could make this work. Now, what I did notice immediately, which always happens to me, someone standing next to me had put on so much perfume that I was kind of thrown off 
by the smell because Cindy knows I can smell something at, at, at 200 yards. I'm saying that fish has gone off or I, I have a tremendous sense of smell. Anyway, I'm not even halfway through the test and he comes up and says, I haven't, I don't think I got through all the questions. I'd already missed so many, okay, that I flunked. Now, how demoralizing is it to be a grown-up girl that pays her taxes and I'll, you know, and likes to think that I've I'm, I'm a little above average intelligent. So I have to walk over to the woman behind the counter who says, Ah, well, study, read that book. And now I have to tell you something. She wasn't very nice. Her she's busy. I'm not saying like she needs to hold my hand. I am a taxpayer for fuck's sake. But anyway, I said. She said, well, you should study and read the book. And now this was the thing. I said to her, I did study. I read the book. I studied just so people know, to know how demoralizing this. I probably read that book and studied for eight hours. Okay. I studied more on that driving book than I've studied in my whole life. Okay. So, and I, and I did it because my memory is not as good as it used to be. So I really studied the damn Thing. Now I came home and I said to Kenny, I flunked. Of course, it was humiliating having to tell my husband that I flunked the test. I think the only person I told was Cindy. And I did because I could whine like a baby to Cindy that I had flunked the test. So to make the long story short, I flunked it again. Okay, I went back, studied. Don't laugh at me, whoever's watching. I hope if you get nothing else out from this, uh, you will tell people to listen to this podcast so that they can laugh at me and send it to people that don't like me. This will be a great, you know, they'll, they'll like it. Well, the second time was no better, you guys. Now I studied again. In fact, I need to be honest. I bought some cheat sheets off the internet for $20, $25 like that. I said, ha, 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 we have all the answers to the to the DMV. And I'm thinking, yeah, let's stick it to the DMV. So I but spent the 20 bucks and it was poorly done. But again, better than their book. It just showed you in dark, bold print answers to like 150 of the questions. Okay. Ha. I thought, okay, no problem. I still flunked. Okay. So that was number two. Now, I can't even begin to tell you how badly I internalized it because I just thought, man, I, I'm not really used to this kind of failure and I'm used, I'm embarrassed. Now, in the meantime, a wonderful woman who was a former student and former stylist and who's a and before that was a police officer for 30 years <laughs> texted me because I had put on Facebook the first time boldly. I said that I'm gonna go take my driver's renewal test. Well, let me tell you something. I never posted any information about that after I flunked it twice. So she texted me and I said to her, I flunked not only once, but twice. And then she said to me, I flunked three times. I'm an ex-cop. Now, I can't even tell you how reassuring that was to me that this very bright woman had flunked her taste test. She went on, then she started saying things like, I made flashcards. Now I'm already into this test like 20 hours and, you know, uh, 
I'm thinking I'm I'm spending my I'm going in on Monday morning when I think it'll be more more quiet at the DMV because it's also a noisy place and noises really affect me. That's not in kitchens. I learned to turn it out, but in my private life, noise is really distracting to me. Okay, I'm frightened by noises. So to make the long story short, when I find so I'm going at it, and my sweet husband says to me. Okay, you know, how are you feeling? So I'm getting ready to go in for the third time. And I, and now, by the way, I need to share with you something. (laughs) I've told my therapist, that's the only person I've told. My darling therapist who says things like, oh, (laughs) too much stress. You're putting yourself under too much stress. You need to clear your mind. You need to be, think of those as dress rehearsals. So she was trying all those kind of procedures that are trying to make me feel better. Kenny goes online to look at the DMV and he says to me, Denise, I don't think you're going to be able to pass that test. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It has absolutely nothing to do with your memory. You can remember things better than anyone I know. He says, I think this is your ADHD. Now, some of you may know what ADHD is. Some of you may suffer from ADHD. It's attention Deficit hypoactivity disorder, okay? Now, I've known I've had, it it used to just be called ADD, okay? Hyperactivity when we were kids, and I'm talking about in the 50s and 60s. Now, so you know something, ADHD is now considered one of the biggest behavioral disorders there are in American children and into adults. And it used to be, it was mostly little boys that were diagnosed. So think about back in school that boys would act out or they would throw a fit. Little girls were not doing that as much, but little girls also had ADD. Then you started to hear about a drug called Ritalin that they were giving to children with hyperactivity. So to make the long story short, if you don't know, the, the common the most common and the big, uh, what do you want to say? What points to that you have it is impulsiveness, absolute impulsiveness to the point of recklessness, um, can't sit still, the hyperactivity comes into play. A third one is not being able to focus, okay? Now, I have friends like this. You can't focus and the other thing is very high energy, okay? So if you know me, I really fit in all, you know, I, I, I can put my finger in all those holes, okay? I, and not being able to focus um, is really always been a problem with me, which is why I either, and, and another thing that's a byproduct is though, we, and a lot of people with ADHD are creative, okay? Incredible salesmen, um, Wall Street traders, emergency room doctors, chefs, people that can make decisions turn on a dime, okay? But you put that same apparently allegedly brilliant person, you put them behind a desk and they just dry up, okay? The mundane is not for a person with ADHD, which is why 
there were things, and Cindy could attest to this, like I'll write something and I liked it and we wrote it and we're writing a book. And then the editor would come back and want to change a page or two. And I'd say to Cindy, I don't want to rewrite that because I already did it once. Going back to repeat things is like the death to me, okay, for me personally. Those of you that know me physically know that I do appear to have a ton of energy. It's almost manic. Um, and I'm very impulsive. And when I was younger, certainly to the point of reckless. And um, hyperactivity, yes. Hard to sit still. So now the reason my husband <laughs> knew these signs and still married me. So it's on him. Okay, That's all I want to say. In 1993, he and I were planning our trip to go get married. We were going to Europe to get married in Venice because, of course, I had to get married in Venice. I just didn't want to get married in Santa Monica. We had to go to Paris or Venice or someplace that had a ton of rules. But he was an attorney, so he could figure it out. He brought home a Time magazine, and on the cover it said ADHD. And they had added the H by then to hyperactivity. And what the article, and it's still, you can find it online, and it's still an absolutely wonderful article. And it's all about, of course, there's been huge strides, but it gives you, if you were a difficult child, so I'm speaking, if you have a difficult child, if you are exhausted sometimes by something that your spouse does, I'm not saying self-diagnose. I'm just saying you might want to check it out. Okay, so none of, nothing of what I'm saying to do, to do is about medical advice. People need to find their own way. But I do know, and this is my favorite example. My husband brought home the magazine and looked at me and said, you need to read this from cover to cover. It was ADHD. Now I'd heard ADD. I didn't know when they slipped the H in there of hyperactivity. But I knew as a child that in class, I was disruptive. I talked too much. I mean, I know all this from just, but the other side of the coin, they would say she's disruptive. She's impulsive, meaning I wouldn't wait to put up my hand. I would just blurt out the answer. They'd also say she's charming. She's smart. She's creative. So see, we got the bad news and then we got the Good news. And my mother used to say, oh, Denise is a little more work than the other ones, but she's so fun. So I'd heard this behavior before. Penny brought home the magazine. I looked at it and the first words out of my mouth is, oh, I don't have time to read that. So I didn't. Now, hmm. so to the test. So Kenny says to me, also one other thing, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, of course, the person doing a um, speaking on AD. HD when they do have ADHD, even with notes and an outline is not easy. Okay. Kenny says to me, because he has been an ADA attorney. And if you know what that is, my husband represents learn the laws to the American Disabilities Act. So Kenny went on the website, looking about the tests, looking about all of it, and says to me, Denise, you need to tell them when you go for the third time, you need to tell them that you need special allowances. Accommodations is what they call it. And the reason is, and I can say this, you guys, they only give you so many minutes of the little kiosk and stuff. See, for me to thoroughly read the questions, it takes me longer to absorb. Now, this is the part that's going to be hard for people. You're hyperactive. But in fact, your brain is moving slower than other people. So though you have very high energy, 
your brain is not moving as slow. And what they're looking for, the two parts of your brain in default and then in impact, it's a lo- I'm not going to get into that because I'm, I can't speak about it. I'm not, I'm not smart enough. But anyway, the dopamine is off in my brain, okay, and in most people with ADHD. So the, one of the things that they've really shown in studies is people that um, you can – you try to manage it with exercise and different things, but people, though we're even hyperactive, we're drawn to speed. So I look back and how I loved cocaine and loved bennies, as we called them, cross tops. And if you don't know what that is, that's good. That means you didn't have that problem in your life. But I'm just saying. So I was trying to actually with drugs like that, I was trying to speed up my brain to what I was okay making to speed up my brain. It, it seems like cross wiring because it is. So anyway, my husband says to me, prints out, you guys, writes me a script for which I have to go back into the DMV that says at the top of this, this is if you flop the third time. Now he wasn't being negative. He just said, honey, I don't think you're ever going to be able to pass that test because he sees how, because for 30 years, he's seen how I process things. So guess what? There's no prize. But if you guess that I flunked the test the third time, you would be correct. Now, I slid out of the DMV like a dog, like a sad old dog on her belly. And I need you to know one thing. Every time I spoke to someone at the DMV, and again, this is because it's for all, it's a huge, it's a big old thing, that it's a big old federal thing. No one gives you all the information, okay? So I was learning to ask more questions. So I read part of my script to the girl who I said, you know, I think I need a special accommodation. I wish you could have seen her eyes rolling to the back of her head. She was about as, uh, she looked at me like, lady, I get to go to lunch in 10 minutes. Don't wreck it. But the bottom line is then I found out that um, I said to them, asking the questions because I had gone online too and read everything. I said, can I take the e-course online? And they said, sure, if you qualify. But you get a lot of that, yeah, but uh, from the people, okay? They're trying not to get in trouble. I know that. So to make the long story short, we I made an appointment and we went in to the DMV, and I have to say this part. We went in because Kenny said, next time I'm going with you. And I said to him on the way there, so I've brought my attorney to the DMV. And he said, yes. He says, they have to accommodate you, Denise. You have ADHD. And if they need an official diagnosis, everybody that knows you will give you one, okay? And I said to him, oh, Kenny. And then he immediately said to me, prepping his client, he said, don't say a word. I'll talk to the people. Don't say a damn word, Denise. I said, okay. Then I, of course, felt embarrassed again. And then I said, what if I can't get a driver's license, Ken? What if I'm done? What if I don't get, they won't renew my driver's license? And this is when you know you love your husband more than anything. He says, don't worry. We'll fight this all the way to the Supreme Court. (laughs) I know. I'm almost crying saying that because it was so dear of him. Now, so we went on, excuse me, I did one thing out of it. We went online first to sign up for the e online course it is set up entirely different you guys than going to the kiosk 
And I tell you this, so if you're older or you have, if you have not memory problems, I have a very good memory. It's not that. I'm not scared about that. I cannot take in the amount of information they were giving me in the time allotted. Okay, that's how I'm going to put it. Um, so we took the in, we went in, and the only thing was, like all things with the DMV, even filling out the application to take it online, we I made a we made a mistake. Okay, and then it so I pressed the wrong box. So instead of just a C class regular vehicle, it looked like I wanted a commercial C-class vehicle, okay? Now, they wouldn't let me go back. So that's why Kenny went with me and I, and he said, we have a mechanical problem, hit the wrong button. Uh, what do we do? Now, the girl behind the counter that could not have been cuter, she said, ah, did you pay? Meaning I have to, when you flunk after three times, you have to pay the $41 again. You have to start again. But I had heard that they just erase Okay, uh, this again, I'm just telling you something. I garnered these bits of information from about five different people, the DMV. Nowhere is there one sheet that tells you this information. Um, so to make the long story short, Penny says, and she's, and the young girl says, don't worry, uh, just fill it out again tomorrow, but don't make the same mistake. She knew exactly where we'd made the mistake, which led us to believe that we were one of 10,000 people that have made a mistake on that particular form. Okay. Now, this is the best part. My husband, of course, has his yellow legal pad with him and his fancy fountain pen because he's going to take notes about resetting the computer or knowing how to take this, fill out the form again. And there are no notes. The girl just says, go to do, do it tomorrow. And then when you pay, you take the test. And she's very unconcerned about, you know, that I've brought my attorney to the appointment line. And this was the best part. Kenny says, so she gives us the information. And Kenny says, and on her desk, he writes, and what is your name? And she gives Cindy, I wish you could see Cindy's face. Because Cindy has been with Kenny and has been a client of Kenny's and knows when he's doing depositions or when he's being attorney Ken or as he's known in the trade as Mad Dog Meyer. So she says, Gabriella. And he writes down Gabriella and then says, and what's your last name? And she says her last name. I don't want to expose her. That's all on the legal pad. There were no notes. There was no more information. He writes it down and he's very charming. I don't mean to, he, he's not aggressive when he's trying to get information. He's just being, for, he is forceful, but not, not rude in any way. It was no, and then he said to her, okay, well, I hope you've, you're telling us the truth about that form, Gabriella, because I know where you were. And she laughed and we drove home. And then the next day or two days later, we did the form again. We knew exactly where we'd made the mistake. It was a mechanical error. And guess what? Immediately said, you qualify for the e-online course. So this is really the part that if you live in California, and I'm not sure that other states aren't doing the same thing. So I share this with people. We took the e-online course. Now, not only was it set up entirely different when it came up on your computer screen, not that this multiple choice and this, this, and this. They broke it down. So this goes back to ADHD. 
Instead of getting, I still took 30 questions, but instead of getting 30 questions all jumbled, okay, jumbled up, like I mean, one one question would be about speeding and the next one was how tall can a child be before it's not sitting in a chair? And there, for people that have, haven't taken a driver's test in a long time, I they want you to know all about gummies and what's illegal and, and smoking pot. They wanna know how old a child can be to left alone in a car. Now, a lot of this, I understand one size fits all. I know I don't need to know the answers to those questions, okay? Except for a test. I don't have kids. I don't have grandchildren. I don't have a car seat. I don't smoke dope when I drive. And I don't have a teenager who's going to jail for gummies, okay? So a lot of the information seemed really unnecessary to me. Well, anyway, of course it did because I flunked. <laughs> I took the E-line course. And guess what? I knew Every single, every time. Kenny did not take the test for me. I sat there and said, oh, I read through all of them, but there wasn't the same time thing on it. So the course is set up that you read about the section, they give you some information, and then you test the section. You go to read about the section, and then you test that section. So for me, I have to tell you something. Me, who has learned tricks to having AHD, ADHD her whole life it was it's like putting your spices in alphabetical order okay that's what this test was like in comparison to the other ones and also I was in in my own home uh I was not dry, going in there feeling like I was going to have to tell another person what a loser I was because I had not passed the test um the stress level was entirely different Okay, there was no one smelling or chewing or talking or any of the stuff next to me. So anyway, I passed. I got 100%. I didn't miss any questions. Same amount of questions. Um, never even, there were one or two I had to read a couple of times because the, the DMV makes this big deal in the front of the book, which makes me say they protest me. Oh, none of these are trick questions. Well, that's bullshit, okay? There are trick questions, meaning that classic sort of multiple choice where they put which one is not the right rule. You know what I'm talking about. If any of you have taken tests, you know there were definitely some trick questions. Well, anyway, I passed, and this is my favorite part. Gabriella said, after you pass the test, just come back. And then I will have to take, I paid my $41. You can pay it online. When you take the online course, you, then we got the letter, which of course I, I, I may be framing, blowing up and framing that says you passed your renewal test. And um, I went back the next day to take my drivers to get my eye test and to get my picture taken. And the same young lady, Gabriella said, oh, our system never gets the payments that quick. You have to come back in a couple of days. <laughs> so insult to injury, but never mind. So I drove there again, put on mascara for my picture, drove home without the, <clears throat> without anything. But I passed and I have, I, I didn't, I forgot to say one thing. When I was nervous, the second time I flunked, 
the nicest young woman, when I said to her, you know, my license expires in a couple of weeks, she gave me a two month temporary driver's license. So if any of you, one, I wouldn't wait. I don't know. I'm just talking to people that may not test well. Some of you are probably thinking that poor woman would, they let her behind the wheel of the car when she can't pass the test. But I have no tickets, you guys. I've never even, knock on wood, been in serious accidents. So my driving record is very, very clean. But passing that test jumbled up in my ADHD mind was not possible for me. So what happened is this. I had to really look at the ADHD. And there are several things I just want to tell people on YouTube because you don't want to self-diagnose. But you certainly, if you've ever had a feeling like that you um, have a, a slight learning disorder or you don't comprehend like other people do, you, in fact, could, they consider ADHD a learning disorder. Okay. If some of you may know our friend, Cindy's and my friend, Julie Tran Dealey, she is an incredible blogger. She's a photographer. She's, you know, like an influencer. Julie and I talk once or, once a month just to say hello. We FaceTime each other. She says to me the first words out of her mouth on our last phone call, she says, Denise, I've been diagnosed with ADHD. I said, what? And I said, okay. And she's young, you know, and she's so smart. So I told her, I confided in her that I was having troubles. Um, with my driver's license renewal. And she said to me, you have to go to YouTube and it's called Huberman Lab Podcast. H-U-B-E-R-M-E-N Lab Podcast. The one I listen to the most is called Learning to Focus and that's his number 37. But I need to tell you something. This man is a neuroscientist. He studies how our brains work, okay? So his thing about ADHD is, yes, there are better medications out there. People are taking something called um, Adderall. It's not just Ritalin. There's another newer one. I don't know anything about the drugs they give people. Now, I have to tell you something. At 72, I'm not thinking that I'm going to take a medication, okay? I, just, I've all, I had learned years ago how to... A friend of mine that also has ADHD, we call it hacks. We call it the things we learned, how to make it work and not be obvious to people that we had ADHD, okay, in the workplace. But, um, and mine, the easiest one is watching the YouTube with this man because when he, he gets so into it, I mean, he's a neuroscientist. I don't even know what he's talking about half the time, except when he was talking about people with dopamine Looking for the dopamine and ADHD and drugs that sped you up, it I fit the profile like it was frightening, okay? I could have put that jacket on and it fit. Um, and then in, you can go to Time Magazine online, and I can give these to Cindy, and I or we can put the links on when this airs. It was Time Magazine in 1993. So obviously, a whole lot has changed since 1993. But I have to tell you something. There is a theory, and this is just a theory, and some people talk about it, that ADHD has been around since the beginning of time, that people with ADHD were the hunters, okay, impulse, 
not not sitting still that they went out and killed the animal and they were solving the problem and then you take the farmers that plant and plant. Now, I love that analogy. I don't know if it's true, but there's some theories, but it certainly makes sense. For me, and this is why I say it, I, I said to Cindy, this might just seem totally self-indulgent to people that I'm doing this. And maybe it is, but I'll tell you what. Being able to learn more about it now, I've released myself from things that I would look back and think, why did I do that? Or that was stupid. Or that seemed like such an impulsive thing to do. Or, well, okay, it was. But maybe I can release that and not beat myself up for it anymore. Because maybe that's just how my brain was wired. Okay. So anyway, um, if I hope this is helpful to some people. Um, it can be a very, if anyone has any of this, I know this, Cindy is OCD. And I, if anyone that knows Cindy knows that. I'm not saying that to outer. I'm saying it because what we did have in common, they overlapped. We used, I used to say what I couldn't do, Cindy could do. What she couldn't do, I could do. We were like trying to put two pieces of Swiss cheese together and cover the holes. Now, sometimes... I could be so hyper-focused that I can almost not speak. And Cindy knows the words just come out like garbly gook. And sometimes Cindy, when she was into an OCD moment, I used to have to pull, when we were styling, I had to pull the plate or the platter out from underneath her because she couldn't release it, okay? And sometimes when Cindy would come into work and I was just, like flying around the world. Imagine a bird flying into a fan. Okay, that's you. Ah! I hadn't hit the fan yet, but I was pretty close. She sometimes would text the other person coming into the kitchen or into the office, like very wound up today. <laughs> she would say things like "very wound up" as a warning. <clears throat> and you know what? When I found that out, I wasn't at all offended. I thought that's a good plan. So she was anticipating because not everyone is going to, you know, understand. I want to end with this. And again, we'll put some places that people might go for more information. I want to stress whatever state you live in, find out if you're over 70, what laws they're requiring you to do to get your driver's license again. Um, But I, I, I have to tell you, there was, and this is how I'll end this because now I can look back and see it. Before I married Kenny, I was dating an emergency room doctor and I was crazy about him. Okay. I was crazy about him and he was crazy about me, but we could never talk on the phone because he'd start to tell me about his day and I'd say, uh, what'd you eat for lunch? And then he'd say, I almost lost the patient. And then I'd say things like, who cleaned up the blood? And then he'd say, what did you have for lunch? And we couldn't have a dialogue because we were both so distracted all the time. It's like the joke that a friend of mine that's also ADHD, we're talking about something serious. Someone is pouring their guts at you about something serious and you... Me, I'll point out, I'll go, oh, look, there's a bunny, okay? And you totally go off track because that's how your 
wired. So it's not, I just share that with people that if you're, if any of this rings familiar, you might want to look into some of it because it might make you feel better um, about some of the things you've done in your past. My high school counselor, because I tested so poorly, but when I was interested in something did really well. Okay, because there were verbal parts to the test. Or I, I was always a good writer. I could write. So I, that saved me. Like on my SATs, the writing in English was off the charts good. And the, the math and science was like, absolutely, you know. I'm sure someone, and I know this word's inappropriate now, with a big red pen that tested that said, retard, retard. Okay, because it, I didn't get it. But I leave you with this. The older I get, and when I can look back and understand some of my own behavior, that means I can adjust to my behavior for the future. And that's the part that I'm excited about because I've realized I, I don't have to take a drug, but there are more tricks that I can learn to make it easier for my brain and for my life. So that's it. Now, we get lots of nice notes and messages from people about the podcast. I thank you so much. The whole reason we have the podcast was I make Cindy do it because I like to see her. And someone's sending, I haven't gotten the message yet when I've texted her that says she's no longer at this number, but that could be coming. We never know. So anyway, thank you for people. If you have questions, it's womanbeyond at iCloud.com. Uh, of course, our Facebook page. And we are going to have some book giveaways soon. So it's always great to go to the page and see. Um, all we make you do is put your name in the stream when there's a picture of the book that I'm giving away. And then I put them in a hat and pull it out and we send it to you. So I think that's it. So thank you, Miss Cindy. I appreciate it. And I thank everyone that listens. And again, womenbeyond at iCloud.com. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, look, there's the bunny. I'm going to call this one, oh, look, there's the bunny. <laughs> there you go. Now, that made sense, didn't it? <laughs>